0: Local Talk is back in the Valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And welcome to this election special on the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here with you privileged to be with you as your personal concierge for rational and reasonable conversation right here Monday through Friday afternoons at 3 here on Power Talk 1360. KFIV. Well, this is the eve of the Modesto mayoral runoff election. It all happens tomorrow night, Tuesday, February 2nd, as Modestoans will know who their next mayor will be. The candidates are joining us shortly here on the Mike Douglas show, Sue Zwallen and Doug Reidenauer. So do you have questions for or about the candidates? Well, here's our phone number on the Mike Douglas Show. It's area code 209-551-209-551-3483. So tomorrow is uh, election day. And a a couple of notes for you if you are in the Modesto area and uh, you're registered to vote there. Uh, This, of course, like November 3rd, was an all-mail ballot election. Uh, No polling places designated. And if you're in the Modesto area and you qualify, you should have received your ballot by mail. And uh, here's uh, here's what to do if you still have not cast your ballot by mail or you have not dropped it off. You can still deliver it in person with the return envelope and the enclosed ballot, but it has to be received by the County elections office no later than 8 PM tomorrow night on election day. The mail ballots must be postmarked on or before election day. So that's tomorrow, February 2nd, and they must arrive within three days of the election. And uh, there are authorized ballot drop boxes All over. Uh, In fact, there's one, two, three, four, at least eight or nine that I'm looking at, including the Stanislaus County Registrar of Voters Office at 1021 I Street. If you'd like more information, if you have not yet cast your vote, you can go to stanvote.com, as in Stanislaus County, stanvote.com. And again, uh, those uh, ballots must be uh, cast by 8 p.m. tomorrow night. And and barring any major glitches, we should know who the mayor is uh, by tomorrow night. Again, the two candidates, and uh, they came from a a runoff election uh, as a result of the November 3rd election. First candidate uh, we'll be talking to today in just a few minutes is Sue Wallen. And uh, then uh, right after the bottom of the hour, Doug Ridenour uh, will be with us as well. And we'll be asking the candidates uh, for their final messages here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV uh, to you, our listeners, as uh, they wait for the election results tomorrow night as well. And interesting uh, to note, and, and we had, a, if you remember, a, a debate between both candidates uh, two or three uh, weeks ago, now uh, it was interesting to note that they have crossover issues developed uh, concern for both of them, uh, the finances of the city as well, and of course the uh, the quality of life. Uh, Sue Wallen, uh, former nurse, and also she was a member of the Modesto City Schools uh, School Board at C, and uh, Reidenauer uh, some, what, 40 years, I believe, uh, maybe over 40 years, uh, with the, uh, yeah, 41-year veteran of the Modesto Police Department. He's currently, uh, he, you remember, he's coming right off of being a, a city council member, so he's been a member of the council, and, uh, and he uh, also brings, uh, back in his history as well, of uh, experience of a small business owner. So, exploring, uh, there have their visions for the future for the city of Minnesota uh, in just a few moments, again, Sue Zullen will be joining us uh, in about four or five minutes, and Doug Biden will be joining us right past the half hour. And uh, again, the do you have questions for them? Do you have questions about them? Our number here on the Mike Douglas show is area code 209-551-3483-209-551. 3483. Three. And it's very important if you, and we encourage you to vote if you have not voted yet. Uh, you have the opportunity. Uh, if you uh, want to mail in, you can still do it. It has to be done by tomorrow, Election Day, February 2nd, or you can drop it off at uh, one of oh, 08 or 9 locations within our area. Uh, get your bet cast by. 8 p.m. tomorrow night, election day on Tuesday, February second. And to give you, if you'd like information on where those locations are for dropping off a ballot, you can find that at stanvote.com, stanvote.com. And we'll be visiting with uh, Suze Wallen, candidate for Modesto Mayor in about three or four minutes, so don't go away. This is the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360. K F I V
0: the Mike Douglas show every weekday at three on power talk 1360 K F I V power talk 1360
2: burst traffic from the Jackson Rancheria resort traffic center southbound five in Stockton right before math all lanes are open now following an accident involving a motorcycle that had all lanes blocked earlier we still have a residual delay from downing avenue Eastbound 205 and Tracy tied up from Tracy Boulevard to 5, and then north 5 through Stockton Slow from Downing Avenue to Highway 4. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV.
3: This report is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Paying for college isn't easy, but help is here. Complete the FAFSA by the Grant deadline to be able for financial aid possible com or finance laidoffs for help brought to you by the California community Colleges.
0: listen good Gregory change your life
3: I went from
4: size 44
3: pants
4: back to the size 38 pants that I had worn uh, when I was in college and now the 38 inch pants fall off of me wait I felt better I've Lost 63 pounds and six inches of pant size. God bless you for
2: having this product and having it at a reasonable price.
0: Outstanding. Gregory is 70 and lost belly fat and six inches off his weight in five years. has been helping men like you lose belly fat, gain energy, and improve their lifestyle. We guarantee it. Go to Andro. 400com for more true testimonials, before and after photos, and special discounts. Only available on Andro400.com. Andro400.com.
5: homos have you decided on a resolution for the new year? Why not make one you can keep for years to come? A refi from Rate Plus. Get a 15-year fix at just 1.75% rate, 2.104% APR, or a 30-year fixed at just 2.25% rate, 2.412% APR, with no third-party fees. That's right. A 15-year fixed at just 1.75% rate, 2.104% APR, or a 30-year fixed at just 2.25% Rate 2.412% APR and we'll pay your title, escrow, and appraisal fees. Call Rate Plus now at 800 493 6260. 800 493 6260. That's 800 493 6260. Or visit Rate Plus. Rate Equal House under terms conditions apply. Not all applicants will qualify. Rate Plus Incorporated is licensed under the California Finance by the Department of Financial Provision and Innovation. License to 60 DBO 3545. NMLS number 30949.
4: What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm-hmm. You get someone who understands there's an effort to listening, who's able to hear more than what's being said, and can provide tailored mm-hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard.
3: I Let's
4: get started. On everything from the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform.
3: Liberty. liberty Mutual your renter's insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Great. As a minimalist, I need simple insurance. Nice place. No furniture? Nothing sparked joy, except for this fruit bowl. Well, with Liberty Mutual, you only pay for what you need, so there's that. I mean, look. So beautiful. So
6: empty again.
3: Only pay for what you need at libertymutual.com. Liberty, 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 liberty. Paying for college isn't easy, but help is here. Complete the FAFSA by the Cal Grant March 2nd deadline to be eligible for the most financial aid possible. Visit stayenrolled.com or your financial aid office for help. Brought to you by the California Community Colleges.
0: Local talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV.
1: And here we are again. This is election eve for the city of Modesto uh, tomorrow, February 2nd. The runoff election for mayor of Modesto. Again, the two candidates uh, in front of us are Sue Zwallen and Doug Reidenauer. And uh, Sue Wallen, welcome back. To the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thanks for taking time to be with us today.
6: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, Sue, uh, let's uh, let's get right to it. Uh, you've had uh, a campaign running now since uh, November. Uh, give us a sense of as you've talked to people, have you? have you found new issues that they're interested in in terms of the mayor race or have you seen certain issues that you identified from the get-go that are now still uh, very important in the minds of your constituents
6: i think it's you know it's about the same as the way i see it people are uh, mostly concerned in our community about of course economic development uh post-pandemic, what that's going to look like, uh, that's going to certainly be a priority. At this point, everybody's wanting to find out where to receive their vaccinations and, and, you know, have they have immediate needs regarding that. So that's probably first and foremost on everyone's mind. But then it goes uh, back to what, what I've heard throughout the campaign, and that is um, building up our economy as well as uh, caring and Watching over our homeless people, especially with the rain and cold that we've had lately. And then just, uh, you know, an overall concern. A lot of people are concerned about blight in their neighborhoods and the trees that have most recently fallen down. So just, you know, immediate neighborhood concerns. That seems to be the pattern through the entire election.
1: So you had identified uh, early on, uh, and I guess I'll use the word that, that you used, uh, a sense that there was some acrimony uh, on the council and that uh, team building would be something that would be a priority for you. Uh, what do you see uh, in terms of that issue and how you might uh, begin addressing that should you uh, be elected as mayor tomorrow?
6: Sure. I you know, I, I feel like we do need a fresh start and it is a it's a real opportunity right now. We have three new council members and uh so they're they're working hard and, and learning their roles on the council. I've talked to them and they're excited about that. And I feel like it truly is a great opportunity to put all of that feuding and those issues aside with a new mayor. It's a great um I think it's a great time for um, the mayor to set the tone for our city and our community, and I'd really look forward to doing that if I'm so fortunate to be elected. But uh, that is another concern that people have in the community, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to meeting any challenges that come along and hopefully being that voice to have a fresh start in our community.
1: So, of course, you've had experience, not only as a nurse in your and so you uh, health issues in the community and such, but now uh, as the possibility of, of a mayor comes up, with your background, how would you uh, attack this whole COVID-19 issue in terms of a lot of the angst that's out there? Uh, some people are depressed about losing jobs, lo- losing businesses. How, how do you see your bully pulpit, so to speak? as mayor, as a way to start addressing these issues. Uh,
6: I really feel that I am uniquely to Asian with my nursing background to uh, address these needs that people have. You know, people really, people really are hurting as you described. Some have lost or are losing their businesses. They're concerned about that. Uh, it's, it's a challenge economically as well as health wise. Our, our nurses and and healthcare providers are deeply impacted by the um, census at the hospitals, and so thankfully now the numbers seem to be trending down, which is a good thing. But I would I would uh, if if I want to use the word attack, I would say it would be a consistent message of how important it is to uh, wear a mask physically distance six feet, and wash our hands. And those are, you know, just basic guidelines that are going to get us through this. And that is directly connected to uh, coming out of this economically. They're, They're not two separate topics. It's all connected. And so it's really important that we follow those guidelines so that we can get back in business as quickly as possible and when it's safely to do so.
1: We're listening to Sue Zwallen. She is a candidate for the mayor of Modesto. That election, of course, coming up tomorrow, and uh, we'll c- continue our conversation with you, Sue. I'm Mike Douglas. This is Power Talk 1360 KFIV, and uh, Sue, you you mentioned uh, your particular qualifications in terms of uh, public safety and uh understanding health and safety issues you mentioned uh communication just a moment ago let's uh let's talk about that for uh for just a moment we have heard uh some officials say that they really wish the the communication between the state and the county and 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 the city were better What's your, uh, what's your sense of that? Are we getting the communication that we need to adecu- adequately respond to the COVID-19 issues um, in, in our area here, or do you see that maybe with your uh, possible uh, election as mayor that you might be able to have an effect upon improving that communication and, and helping us respond in more timely manners? Mm-hmm.
6: Yes. Well, as you said, if if people do not feel like they're getting um, adequate communication, then it's a problem. So I um, am all about identifying problems. And as you mentioned, I have been an emergency room nurse for over 40 years. So that's what I did every day of my career those decades is identifying problems and then quickly uh, coming up with solutions to, to take care of them and to care for my patients. And in this case, hopefully uh, do some healing in our community and be able to have that direct communication and understand it so I can have a consistent message uh, that would be then expressed to the people in our community. Uh, I do think that there have been some problems. I I know that our um, county health officials have worked really hard to provide vaccinations and, and get the word out. And if, if people have access to follow that communication, it's pretty clear uh, how it works. So I think that uh, we have to, you know, take some responsibility, follow follow the guidelines, and then uh, go forward from there. Uh, but I, I would look really, I really would look forward to being that conduit to hopefully connect the dots for people so that it is more easily understandable and that we can, we can move forward as soon as it is safe to do so.
1: Just out of curiosity. And, and again, I'm, I'm asking this as a gentleman. So in no way, shape or form, am I asking for your age, but uh, (laughs) should you qualify? I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying, should you Uh qualify for a vaccine with your nursing background uh, with what you see today with, with the two options, Moderna and uh, and Pfizer, uh, and a possible uh, another one coming up, uh, would you encourage people to take the vaccine? Would you take it personally at this point?
6: Oh, yes, I would. And I'm 66 years old. I am um, not one bit embarrassed to tell my age. And I did <laughs> receive a vaccine. I went down, downtown to the Center Plaza, and I waited in line. It was extremely efficient, uh, efficiently operated, and uh, filled out the paperwork, received my vaccine. It happened to be a Pfizer. I didn't request. It, it just is what I received when I took my seat and um, just had a very little bit of arm soreness at the site for two days, just minor pain when when I touched it, and have been feeling great ever since so um, my husband received his the week prior and his was a Moderna he did not have any complications either so uh, yes I've received it I encourage everyone to do so and uh, I was really impressed with the operation that our county has uh, going and uh, in connection I might say with our city leaders at the center plaza it was a very pleasant experience
1: well, and that's, uh, that's what we're tending to hear uh, from others as well who have uh, gone through that. And, of course, that, that speaks well of the county and its ability to build the infrastructures needed, needed to deliver the vaccine, even when sometimes it's, uh, it's on uh, short notice. So speaking of that, uh, with the county, uh, what, what do you see in terms of the relationship between the city and the county, uh, do you see any issues there, Anything, any improvements you think need to be made? And uh, if so, how would you approach that uh, should you be elected mayor tomorrow?
6: I feel that there have been some issues between the county and the city, but I do not anticipate that going forward. Uh, when I served eight years on the Modesto City Schools Board of Education, we worked closely with county and city leaders, state leaders, and uh, worked well together. I was board president twice. Lots of connections between those municipalities and I look forward to working together with them again to uh, move us forward. It's going to be so important during this time and I uh, feel like I do have the communication skills. I don't waste any time with nonsense of bickering or, or um, quarreling or feuding publicly or in any way trying to make anyone look less or or for me to look better. That's not what this is about for me. I am not in this to promote myself. I am in this to promote our community. So I um, would continue with that same attitude going forward and um, just hope that I can get the votes to make that happen.
1: Sue Wallen, thank you so much for spending time with us this afternoon. And uh, Sue's Wallen, Doug or the candidate for Modesto Mayor, the election is tomorrow. Sue, thanks for taking time to visit with us here on Product 1360. Uh, appreciate your time. And I want it noted that I did not ask your age.
6: Oh, you did not. But as I said, that, I'm happy to say that. State it. Voluntary. So thank you for bringing that up. And <laughs> I'm grateful I could share about my vaccine experience. So We're very fortunate to have the leaders that we do. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me again. I really do appreciate it.
1: All right. Sue Zwellen, thank you uh, again for joining us here on the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, the election is tomorrow. Make sure if you have not voted yet and you're in the Modesto area that uh, you have your ballot in by 8 p.m. tomorrow on Tuesday. Again, if you'd uh, like to get a list of those places where you can drop your ballots off, uh, please visit stanvote.com, stanvote.com, and you'll find all of that information there. Coming up in about two, five minutes, uh, the other candidate for mayor, Doug Bidenauer, is going to be joining us as well. He's coming up again in four or five minutes here on the Mike Plus Show on Power 1360 KFIV.
0: The Mike Douglas Show every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
7: Research Raccoon is the easy and affordable way to get smarter about your customers. Whether you need a new name for your business or launching a new product or don't even know what questions to
2: ask, Research Raccoon can pull U.S. based customers that day, giving you clean data to help you decide. No matter the size of your business, Research Raccoon gives you the
7: tools to learn at an affordable price. So move with confidence (coughs) with Research Raccoon. Visit ResearchRaccoon.com to learn more. Research Raccoon, fast results with
4: big
2: data.
0: Power Talk 1360 First Traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center.
2: Stockton still tied up on Highway 5, southbound before Matthews Road. All lanes open after an earlier wreck, but you're still backed up from Downing. Uh, the northbound side, residually slow, too, from Downing Avenue to Highway 4. Another crash, Manteca. It's on the airport way off-ramp from eastbound 120, a two-car wreck on the left side of the ramp and a bit of a delay there. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV.
3: This report is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Thanks for co- it's not easy, but help is here. Complete the FAFSA by the Cal Grant March 2nd deadline to be eligible for the most financial aid possible. Visit stayenrolled.com or your financial aid office for help. Brought to you by the California Community Colleges.
2: Every Saturday at 12 noon, call into pound 250, keyword real estate jerky, and get free expert advice on the Central Valley real estate market from host Ed Parco and guest experts from around the country. Real Estate Jerky gives you something to chew on. More cowbell please. For half a century, the world has sought answers to the question, what happened to Jim Duncan?
4: It involves race, the mental state of the person, and a town that was scared to death to say anything.
2: Long Shot Return Man is an
4: eight-part investigative podcast into the remarkable life and mysterious death of the 1970s leading NFL kickoff returner, Jim Duncan. Listen to the Long Shot Return Man podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I had been told by my orthopedic surgeon replaced for knees, and it's just not a surgery I wanted to do. And I would like to avoid any major surgery, just the invasiveness the tremendous
2: rehab. Like most patients, surgery wasn't an option for Victoria Trott. She discovered more conservative solutions to chronic joint pain. They're called regenerative cell treatments, offered by the medical professionals at Modesto Physical Medicine.
3: I had the regenerative
2: cells in both names at the same time. These therapies help restore damaged tissue. No surgery or downtime. Learn about these amazing new alternatives to surgery with your complimentary consultation.
3: I have not had any pain whatsoever in my left knee since the procedure. Bottom line is I'm active again. I don't wake up in pain in the middle of the
2: night at all. Modesto Physical Medicine, 209-838-3434. That's 838-3434. Just blocks north of Memorial Hospital. Call now, 838-3434. 34. <laughs>
5: 2021 is the year of you, and iHeartRadio is giving you your very own station. Favorites Radio plays nothing but the songs you've thumbed up and listened to the most, all on one personalized station exclusively for you. The more you thumb, the more personal My Favorites gets. You can even share your station with your favorite people. My Favorites Radio, only on iHeartRadio, number one for music, radio, and podcasting, all in one
3: app. iHeartRadio
4: from the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center.
3: This report is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Paying for college isn't easy, but help is here. Complete the FAFSA by the Cal Grant March 2nd deadline to be eligible for the most financial aid possible. Visit stayenrolled.com or your financial aid office for help. Brought to you by the California Community Colleges.
2: Sunny today with highs in the upper 60s. Look for clouds rolling in tonight. We might have some rain late as well. Overnight lows in the 50s. More rain off and on tomorrow.
0: The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. It follows Mike Douglas every weekday at four. Well said. On Power Talk 1360
1: k 5 And We're Thanks for FIV, and today is our election special on the eve of the Modesto Mayoral runoff election, the candidates are Suze Dillon and Doug Ridenour, and on uh, what's now is uh, that second candidate, Doug Ridenauer. Doug, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks for taking the time to be with us this afternoon.
7: Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me.
1: And just a reminder, uh, friends, if you have questions for or about the candidates, uh, the number here on the Mike Douglas show is area code 209-551-3483. That's 209-551-3483. Well, Doug, I'd imagine, uh, you have been very busy since November 3rd in yeah. this uh, runoff, uh, election and, uh, you, an uh, in, incredible background, you, you were uh, a small business owner and what, 41 years with Modesto PD, as well as a city council member. Uh, give us just a, a sense of how all that plays into your bid uh, to be the mayor of Modesto as uh, people cast their votes tomorrow.
7: Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, my... Interest actually started back in the 80s. Before I I was a reserve police officer at the time, back in 87, I was going to run for city council. And that's kind of when I first got uh, interested in going. And then about a year later, I was hired full time as a police officer. So I had to put the, uh, the council politics aside for about 25 years. So I've always been interested in law enforcement and and also politics uh, ran campaigns for about 25 years. So that's kind of been my my interest. Modesto's been here my whole life. I'll be uh, I'll be here 70 years uh, here in a couple months.
1: Well, that's uh, that's about enough time to get a handle on the city, uh, isn't it? Uh, Interesting, Doug, uh, in. Uh, one of your early uh, posts, um, you mentioned the fact that Modesto really needed something like a Marshall Plan uh, to deal with COVID-19. And, of course, that, that refers back to the plan that uh, uh, Secretary of State George C. Marshall had uh, for aid to uh, rebuilding Western Europe in 1948 after the, uh, after the war. Would you unpack for us uh, what you would have for the Hour plan uh, to uh, to help the city of Modesto after uh, about 10 or 11 months of dealing with COVID-19 and, and all the economic fallout from that?
7: You bet. Uh, COVID has uh, obviously just changed our world, sure, surely has changed the local economy, things that we had vision and plans for prior to covid uh, those things that are at least, at least put uh, aside for now. But uh, we have to think, and I have stressed this even when I was a council member, we need to think about this pandemic is going to be over with or it's going to slow down. It's going to be too, now you're going to start thinking about recovery. And uh, that's one of the things that um, myself and the council members and the, and the management team was doing all last year. I was trying, besides putting us on alert of on the things that were were imminent and we had to deal with at that time, but we are also starting to think, what about when these things start happening? For example, how do you keep the small businesses going? And that's why we changed many, several of our policies. We're letting them get out and actually be able to extend outside, outside dining. We have to look at our permitting process uh, differently because it can't be like business is normal because businesses are hurting right now. So whatever the city can do and in a way that we can maintain still our service level, uh, we have to be uh, open and have an opportunity to help businesses get back on their feet. And uh, so we need to be, we need to be at that table with them and we need to encourage them in any way, shape or form. If we can help them, we ought to be doing that.
1: Doug, so much uh, right now creates uh, a lot A lot of angst amongst uh, the citizens of our communities, whether they're uh, at the county level, the local level. Uh, Talk a little bit about your experience from what you have noticed in terms of communication. Are we getting the communication that we need from uh, the feds to the state to the county to the local cities? Are you comfortable with the communication we're getting about COVID-19 and reacting to uh, the the various restrictions and how that changes uh, from time to time or do you feel uh, there are some improvements uh, that need to be made?
7: Mike I think that uh, there's probably very seldom is a time where we're, we cannot improve on things uh, clearly I think the best communication that we have uh, locally is between our county and our jurisdiction within our county uh, as, as it starts to become regional and then goes to state and clearly on a federal level the communication becomes poorer, and uh, the difficulty of uh, the bureaucracy that happens at each one of those levels uh, are instituted, and that even creates problems for us. I think uh, we should have, uh, at on a state level, and I've said this all along, is to have the state tell us exactly what the mandates are statewide, um, and then, then it should have been re- re- given back to the counties that have the counties Organize and regulate their own county. We know what's best for the for Stanislaus County, the city of Modesto knows what's best for the for the city of Modesto. There have been so many times that businesses have been restricted because of a big broad brush for the entire state or the entire country, and these businesses could have been handled differently. But they're not going to be handled uh, differently on a federal or state level. that has got to be done at the local level. And so I think, I think the, uh, the, the thing has really missed its mark in that area of not turning those mandates back over to the county and to the cities and having them regulate their own local businesses and, uh, and giving opportunities for businesses to stay open.
1: Uh, not not to create an undue metaphor with uh, your your history with uh, Modesto Police Department as a police officer, but it sounds like uh, the local entities are really handcuffed, so to speak, in this process. And uh, the, the inability to really benefit and react to uh, what's happening is uh, is is a problem uh, with that communication uh, from the state. Uh, any Anything, uh, the, the the local voice sounds like it, it's heavy on your mind. Uh, how would you approach it as mayor in terms of uh, connecting with the county and, and maybe with the state? Are there opportunities that you could use uh, from your position as mayor to speak into that communication system?
7: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, one of the things that's very important in government is making sure that you have a message that is coming out from, your entire council or the board of supervisors and that they're not mixed messages. And we could have done a better job in that area. Uh, With that in mind, uh, I think uh, when if the state would have turned this over to the local level, then we could have actually gone out and said, look, you let notify everybody what the state's mandates are. You, You Let them know what the restrictions are. Let them know the consequences if they don't comply with it. I think the very first thing that each and every one of us in, in, as a citizen has to understand, that we play a role in this pandemic. And as much as some people may have a differences of, of opinion, I can personally tell you there's 12 people, personal friends of mine, one that just passed away last, last week that was a very close friend of mine due mm-hmm. to COVID. And so it's not it's something that is real to me. Uh, but on the other hand is that you can't take this broad brush and try to say that everything has to be the same way we we missed the mark from communicating from the state to the locals as far as I'm concerned so as a mayor what I would do is make sure that all the businesses understood that and and they have a responsibility as well as government and uh, so as long as they realize that and so then how can we help you Whatever the, whatever the system is, is outside dining, opening up extra areas, moving out uh, parts of the sidewalk, the street, or whatever, and stay that safe distance that the, that the mandate is from the state, and then work with them. Now, there's going to be people, obviously, just like being a police officer, that are not going to comply. They just don't, they don't like the rules. They don't like the guidelines. They don't like the law, and we're going to have to deal with that. We can't walk away from that. Uh, that That is one of the things that's critical to know as government is that you tell somebody that uh, if they're violating something, you give them every opportunity in the world to correct their mistakes or their their uh, their things that they're unclear about, help them, help them try to understand those things better. Uh, but there are going to be those individuals that, that are just not going to comply, and then, then we're going to have to move up that ladder of enforcement. Here's the problem. We don't have enough police officers or staff or, or government employees to go out here and enforce this pandemic. It's just like any kind of a thing that I've done in, as, as a police officer. You have a right. You can't arrest everybody for violating the law. So you're going to have to target those people who just don't comply. And that's how you're going to have to do it because you just don't have the resources to tar- to target everyone. And so I would get the businesses and the community on your side to understand, look, this is something that we all have to be involved in. Every one of those businesses that don't comply, they also have a mandate our a risk factor of liability if something bad happens at their restaurant or their business. So that, that is a risk factor that they've got to consider as well. And we ought to do everything our, our as a government to help them uh, keep in business as best they have, can and comply locally as much as we can.
1: Doug, let's uh, switch gears uh, just a little bit. Uh, in some of your early documentation, you talked about your concerns about the quality of life in Modesto. Uh, unpack that for us a little bit. Uh, what did you mean by that? I, I sense that you're, you're dealing with things like parks and, and uh, public recreation areas and such. Talk to us uh, a little bit uh, before we let you go today about the quality of life and, and how you would approach that as mayor.
7: Well, it's one of my three pillars that I uh, I you know economic opportunity development was one of them quality of life is the second one and the fiscal sustainability and accountability was the third one the covid thing has now put the fourth one in there obviously we got we got to we got to immediately work on the covid before we uh we look at trying to, to target or, or venture off to any other other pillars quality of life in my opinion is anything uh modesto of somebody coming in Modesto and having a quality of life, whether it's parks, it could be public safety, it could be, it could be crime, it could be whatever. And you know, some of those things, um, you have specific, like the police department, the fire departments and whatnot, they're, they're pretty well targeted on doing their specific duties. What kind of falls through the, 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 the side of many things is like parks. And and amenities and those kinds of things that people want to come in, they want to live in Modesto, they want to be able to go out on a weekend or whatever. And uh, so my goal would be is that even though I'm I, I'm not uh, really in favor of the cannabis thing, the cannabis is here; it's a legitimate business, and we have to do, we have to understand that. And my goal would be to try to get uh, like 50% of the in- income from cannabis given back to our park services that provide. Better parks services youth services those kinds of things that people every single day join and want to take their families to I, I want I want a modesto where we can go to a park where we walk down a street and not feel like we have major issues um, whatever the issue is the of quality of life homelessness we have to address the homelessness we can't stick our head in the sand and say that somebody else's problem it's going to, or wish it away it's not going to wish away
1: right homelessness and we, whole life it's, Let's hold you over just uh, for a moment or two uh, for about three or four minutes. I want to uh, pursue the homelessness uh, subject with you right uh, after about four or five minutes here. We're talking with Doug Rodenauer, candidate for the mayor of Modesto, with the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
0: The Mike Douglas Show every weekday at three on Power Talk
1: 1360 KFIV
0: Power Talk 1360 Burst Traffic from the Jackson Ranch
3: with Exergen. With
0: PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll keep your time and money.
2: Mike Capel here,
4: serial entrepreneur. We entrepreneurs are always improving our listening skills. My dad told me at age 29. Michael, you're a man now. You're about to be married. You have responsibilities. You'd be a fool to start your own business. I did what any loving son would do. I started five of them. I didn't listen to my dad, but I have learned to listen to my customers, which is why my fifth successful business, Patriot Software, created accounting software to help non-accountants like me keep accurate accounting records. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code radio and get
5: software free. That's patriotsoftware.com.
0: Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money homeowners. If hindsight
4: is truly 2020, then it's time to put the past behind us and focus on the year ahead. Make a resolution you can cash in on with a refi from True Mortgage. Get a 15-year fixed at just 1.75% rate, 1.99% APR, or a 30-year fixed at just 2.25% rate, 2.39% APR. That's right. A 15-year fixed at just 1.75% rate, 1.99% APR, or a 30-year fixed at Just 2.25% rate, 2.39% APR with no title fees, escrow fees, or appraisal fees. Call True Mortgage now at 800 249 8228. 800 249 8228. That's 800 249 8228. Or visit TrueNow.com. Sign on the line in. DBA True Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Terms and conditions apply. All loans subject to underwriting approval and not all. And MS number
3: COVID 19 vaccines are here. The vaccines are safe, effective, and available at no cost. They're being distributed with a fair and phased approach. When it's your turn, get vaccinated and keep wearing a mask because together we can end the pandemic.
0: Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've made. The Mike Lewis Show. We use it free on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And welcome this afternoon to our election special. This is Election Eve. The runoff election for the mayor of Modesto is tomorrow, Tuesday, February 2nd. And we've had the opportunity to visit with Sue Zwallen, one of the candidates for mayor, uh, off of the runoff election uh, dating back to uh, the fir- uh, 3rd of November. And uh, now we're visiting uh, with... Uh, uh, the rival candidate, uh, Doug Ridenour, again, a 41-year veteran of Modesto Police Department and also uh, experience on the city council. Doug, let's, uh, before we let you go today, let's talk about the homeless issue in Modesto. And I know there are no quick pat answers here, but what would you do should you be elected mayor tomorrow? What would you do initially to try to uh, begin addressing this critical issue that is so hard to solve?
7: But well, you're just totally right. It's it's not gonna be an easy solve. Uh, we've had it all our life. And as you know, historically, it'll be there forever, but it can be better. And one of the things if I'm honored enough to be the mayor of Modesto is that I will take this on as one of the primary things in Modesto that we need to resolve. That means I'm going to be at the table uh, and the council is going to have a, a consensus of how we ought to target this. We've got to work with the county, which these are going on every single day right now, but we cannot just assume that, that this thing is going to be resolved by moving people out of the city because it's not our problem. It is our problem. They live in Modesto. They're citizens of Modesto. Whether you like it or anybody else likes it, they are citizens of Modesto. They happen to be homeless, and we need to solve it. We need to be at that table to solve it. And there are great programs going on. There's one in Patterson, for example, called The House. It's, <clears throat> it's run by the uh, Cambridge Academies. It's called Enterprise Restart. And what it does, it brings people in for a, a period of six months to a year that they have to commit to the program. And from day one, they start right up, and they start understanding that they have to, they have to get up, they've got to clean their house, they've got to clean their room, they've got to make their bed, they've got to feed themselves, they've got to they prepare themselves to get a job within a short period of, period of time. And prior to leaving that, that six-month program, they will have an understanding about finances and how to, how to get a job, keep finances, they go through this process it's a good program it's a small program but it's successful I know I know the statistics are about 70 percent success rate 30 percent of the people leave and my understanding a good majority of them even come back once or twice to the program because they've got back on the streets or whatever it's those kinds of programs that we have to look at we can't look at being getting all caught up about you know how how we don't or we argue or whatever, face masks and all those other kinds of things that people like to get hot on and carried away on. These are real problems. These are real people and it's going to take real leadership in order for those things to get better. It won't be ever get solved but it can be better and with working with the county on focus on prevention and our jurisdictions throughout this county. We can make this better. We have already in the last five years that we've been there. At times people thought that things were completely out of control. Well they were but they are. They got better, and they're, they're better today, but they're going to have to be a long-term commitment by the county, the city, and also the people that are homeless to, to get restarted, to get back into to getting a hand up and, and not just a handout. We can no longer just give people money, houses, and those kinds of things and assume that that's going to be successful. we got to give them training we got to give them relationships. We've got to give them commitment. And those kinds of things happen by uh, leadership, an organization of uh, commitment to, to our people that are, that are in that shape.
1: Doug Reidenauer, thank you so much for visiting with us here on the Mike Douglas Show. Again, uh, Doug Reidenauer and Sue Zwallen vying for the mayor of Modesto. That election is tomorrow. On Tuesday, February 2nd, your ballots do have to be in by 8 p.m. Uh, tomorrow night. Doug, thanks so much for visiting with us. Uh, appreciate you taking uh, the time to talk to the voters out there. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, w- what about you if you're in the Modesto area? If you're registered to vote in Modesto, who are you going to vote for? Why? If you'd like to share that with us, uh, we have a few minutes left here at area code 209-551-3483. That's area code 209-551-3483. And if you haven't made up your mind yet, having heard what you heard today, who would you vote for? Or if you've already cast your ballot, who would you vote for? Why are you voting for them? Again, our number here, area code 209 209- 551-3483, five, 209-551-3483. Five, 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 uh, both candidates, as we've heard today, concerned about economic development. Both of them addressed that. Both uh, concerned about the quality of life as it pertains and is a result of and a consequence of public policy of COVID-19. And uh, both had talked about uh, communication issues and how important it is to have uh, good communication, timely communication uh, coming from uh, the state to the counties and, uh, and to local officials as well. Financial issues, of course, on the minds of, of both. Both talked about uh, health, public safety issues, uh, the homeless uh, issue and, and how they deal with that, uh, the economic development of, uh, related to job creation, and how we uh, how we deal with that. So a lot of a lot of issues are uh, are facing either Doug Reidenhauer or Sue Swallen as uh, they learn tomorrow whether they become the mayor of the city of Modesto. Hey, just a reminder coming up, and I'm really, really thrilled to uh, to remind you of this and to uh, announce this to you. Trevor Carey is back with us here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. He'll be talking about COVID arm. What does that mean? That's the Trevor Carey show coming up next. I'm Mike Douglas. Thank you for joining us today on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.